I hope you guys are ready for another badass episode. But first of all, thank you to Dollar Shave Club for sponsoring the podcast. And I know you're saying, oh, you're just promoting them because they promote the podcast. No, I've been using them for 10 plus years. You should be using them too. It's a subscription-based box. Uh, They have skincare, hair care, anything, razors, butt wipes, you name it. They have all sorts of stuff. I recently got some chapstick from them. It's amazing. It does like this weird tingling thing on, on on my lips. It's really cool. Check them out. Click the link down below. You won't regret it. What if I told you I knew a company that did custom shift knobs for Ford Runners, Tundras, and Tacomas? Well, I do. Teton Workshop. Now, me talking about them on the podcast do them absolutely no justice. Go over to tetonworkshop.com, check them out, or go to their Instagram, which is teton underscore workshop. Now, these handles are made out of G10, and so much detail goes into these handles. That's why I'm saying that me talking about it do no justice. He went through several prototyping phases just to get these to fit perfectly in your hand. Not only do they feel amazing in your hand, they look amazing in your car. Different colors, black and blue, black and red, black and black, all sorts of different colors to match you and your personality or your interior of your car. It's They're USA made right here in Idaho. Go and check them out. You're going to love them. Trust me. Mani over at Feas Creations can customize all sorts of stuff. She does custom cups, shadow boxes, t-shirts, cake toppers, banners, baptism proposals, tumblers. She can pretty much customize anything. Uh, she's been doing this for almost a year and she's always booked out with a uh, with a bunch of stuff she's been doing tumblers uh, boxes all sorts of things she's, there's nothing really she can't customize and she can customize it to your liking at the end of this month it's actually going to be her one year anniversary that she's been doing this uh she loves crafting with her kids that's how really it all started you know and her she made two shadow boxes one time for her sister and she posted them and people started asking her if they could buy some go over and follow her it's fast creations it's on instagram it's f-e-a-s underscore c-r-e-a-t-i-o-n-s that's fast creations on instagram uh you know like i said she can customize pretty much anything if you go to her instagram right now you're going to see all sorts of different things that she's done cake toppers tumblers uh to your liking you know for father's day christmas you name it she does it all go over there check her out get you some custom stuff she ships you she'll work with you and it's nothing but top quality stuff go and check her out if you guys are in the market for any type of media make sure you get, get a hold of me scarfacevisuals.com is where you can go and check out the work or go to the instagram which is scarface underscore visuals uh everything's going to be linked down below if you guys are looking for photos videos logos graphic works anything you name it get a hold of us we'll hold a zoom meeting in person meeting whatever the case may be and we'll take care of you now let's get into your episode It's your boy, the one with the scar in space, your boy Scarface. And today, uh, we're doing a special episode. You know, he came into town and he's doing really cool things. I really like what he's, you know, the little venture that he's taking on right now. And then he d- he's pretty big on YouTube. He does, you know, a lot of gear reviews, you know, different knives, backpacks, you name it. A lot of outdoor things like that. So, and I really enjoy his channel because he's not by it. You know, he's not going to be like, oh, just because they sent me something, I'm going right. to give him a positive review. So today we have... Aaron Malone, right? Hey, yeah. Thanks for having me. From Gideon's Tactical. Yep. And then also on the podcast, uh, John. What's up, guys? Back again. He's back again for another episode. He, like, (laughs) barely showed up. He's, like, out of breath. He's breathing. He's sweating. Made it. 
we, but it's obviously yeah. high value for you so that you got over here. In time. Yeah. yeah. Good. good to hear. Yep. Yeah. And uh, like even John was mentioning, uh, you know, just your whole, like what you're doing is interesting, but we'll get all into that. Yeah. So I want people to get to know you a little bit. Where are you originally from? So I was born in San Diego. Um, and then my dad moved us as a family, his job, uh, transferred out to Denver, Colorado when I was nine. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I've spent, um, now almost 25 years, uh, in Denver up until the last two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll get into why, why he didn't do that. So like, I mean, you growing up through high school, uh, middle school, high school, were you into like the outdoors and things like that? Yeah. So, uh, my dad, before even I was born was really into adventure and the outdoors. He did backpacking long before all the Instagram influencers and everything. Yeah. You know I mean? He did it when they had these super heavy 20 pound, you know, framed packs and stuff, but we do the Sierra Nevadas and, you know, things like that. And, uh, um, he and my mom did, uh, and we might get in more detail later, but you know, uh, um, nine months of a pedal bike, tour basically all the way up from California all the way into Canada and back down mm-hmm. it took him about nine months to do that. Um, and then when we moved here, uh, into, excuse me, into Colorado, uh, Colorado is an amazing outdoor state. I mean, year round, you can do things outdoors. So we would do lots of camping as a family. Uh, we would do a lot of day hikes on the weekends, you know, things like that. And so that was just part of kind of my growing up. Mm-hmm. So you would always do like uh, I, I mean, your parents would always have you going out and doing a bunch of things. So you're, you're into the gear already yeah. and, and things like that. Yeah. My dad had like, I mean, he wasn't, he, we always joke. He always loves to find a deal, you know? <laughs> so it, it's always like every trip we do as, uh, like my brother and my dad and I now do backpacking a lot together. You know, it's like, Oh, well, how much did you get that for? Oh yeah. Well, I got it for 10 cents less than what you paid for. <laughs> He's like, Oh man. Like, Where'd you, you go? Like, yeah. I got ripped off or something, <laughs> but he wasn't on the level that I am of just like, you know, I mean, he always wanted to have good stuff that was reliable, but if he found something that worked, it wasn't like he was swapping stuff out all the time and things mm-hmm. like that. But it was just a love for nature, um, a love for the outdoors, you know, it was really um, part of our family growing up. Okay. And so in high school, I mean, we all have like a, like a profession that we want to do. Sure. Like, uh, I know a lot of people don't even do what they were going to do. What did you have planned for after after high school? Yeah. So it was probably like around uh, 16. I had a neighbor, um, who his, uh, who was a friend of mine, his older brother who was in his early twenties had gotten hired on as a sheriff, um, in our local County. And that seemed really interesting to me. I knew that I didn't want to be behind a desk, you mm-hmm. know, nine to five desk life is not something that I wanted to do. I, I liked working with my hands. I liked motion and moving around. You know, I didn't want to just be stuck in front of a computer crunching numbers or something like that. So, um, my senior year of high school, I did half of my classes at a community college and started doing their criminal justice program. Um, and did that for the first year. So I did a a year of criminal justice, um, as I graduated high school, basically. And I was going to go into that, Full time, I had because of that neighbor a lot of connections at the local um, sheriff's department that I wanted to work in, um, and was going that route. And something about me just growing up, um, I've always had a deep relationship with Jesus Christ, and it's been a, a major influence on just who I am. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh yeah, 
I'm Aaron. And by the way, I go to church sometimes or something. It's, it's has crafted who I am. And so as I was graduating high school, I really was like full on, I, I had done okay in school, but like I got 4.0 in my mm-hmm. criminal justice class. So I'm like, okay, like this is definitely what I'm supposed to do. Like this is good. And I was, I, I'll never forget it. And I don't know if you, you guys have ever done this where you, you want to do, you want to pursue the right path, right? I think we all do. Like yeah. I want to to pursue the best path for my life, regardless if you are spiritual or not. Um, I think we all want that, you know, and desire that. And so I remember I, I was about to graduate high school. It was like a month before I'm about to wrap up my semester or two semesters I had had of criminal justice. And I was on my back porch and I was like, God, if there's something else you want me to do, like I'm open to it. You know, and you, I don't know if you've ever like said something or prayed something. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't really mean that. Those You're are just like being yeah. like, like lip service. Like, yeah, let, let me know. Yeah. And the only way that I can describe it is like a tidal wave. If you've, I, I, again, growing up in San Diego, you'd be at the beach, you know, like a wave would hit you that you maybe weren't expecting and take you off your feet. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how else to describe the experience outside of that, but just a knowing, I don't know how of an engulfing of you're supposed to go into ministry. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, screw that, dude. That's, that's, crazy. <laughs> that's literally what I said to God. I was like, God, uh, no, like I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I had grown up in the church obviously, and I loved it. And it's part of who I am, but uh, I knew what pastors have to go through. I know they worked like, you know, 80 hours a week. Often you have to deal with a lot of different people and a lot of different scenarios. And it's just sometimes can seem thankless and it's a lot of work, you know, Mm. and people are never happy with you, you know, and they're like, Oh, you should be doing this different or you need to do that. Or, you know, you drop the ball here. And I'm like, I don't want that for my life. Like, no thanks. And so I argued with God for about an hour on the back porch. Literally I'm like 17 years old. Right. And I'm Mm. like, God, I don't want to do that. Here's the reason why, like I'm doing good. Like, come on, like what the heck? And, um, the, the, what I felt like just in my heart, God said to me was, Aaron, you can go be a cop and you'll be blessed. Like you're going to have a great life. It's not like, you know, you're going to hell or something because you didn't do what I told you to do. But, uh, if you pursue this, you know, calling that I'm putting on you to be a pastor, um, you'll have the best life ever. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like, why would I ch- purposely choose second best knowing that? Yeah. Right. I'm like, okay, so you're telling me if I don't pursue this, it's not going to be the best. Well, I want the best. I mean, right. We all want the best. Yeah. We're yeah. going to name the thing. We want the best. And if it's there in front of you and it's like, yeah, you can choose second best water or smart water, your choice. Yeah. It's like, uh, duh, I'm going to grab this smart water right here. You know, like, and so I said, okay, God, I don't really know what that means, but let's do it. And so I finished out like, you know, three more weeks or whatever my semester for criminal justice, I transitioned and I did, um, three years of an internship in Bible college program at the church that I've been a part of, got my license of divinity as a pastor through that organization. Um, and I guess we're just going through my little life story here. If that's, yeah, cool. no, that's, <laughs> fine. that's fine. Um, so, uh, at the time, they did not have a position at that church when I graduated, when I had my, my license. So I could have looked anywhere in the country and gotten hired somewhere. And, you know, I felt like I was going to be a youth pastor and kind of pursue that to begin with. And uh, I just didn't feel like I was supposed to leave that organization. So um, I went and got um, a full-time job. I had been working part-time as an electrician. I did full-time electrical work for about three years um, and did that while I just volunteered my time at the church. Basically, volunteering what I went to school to get paid for. <laughs> um, and so I did that for three years and then I transitioned out of that and worked for an oil company for a couple of years. Uh, and then they had an opening in their youth department, um, for the pastor. I did that. And so I quit the other jobs. Um, and, uh, as a side note that we can get, go into a little bit later, I would encourage people regardless of the life pursuit that you're doing, 
money is not always the end all be all, you know, sometimes it can be the purpose that you have. You might make half as much as you would doing something else, but if you love it and you enjoy going home at the end of the day and it was like, it was a good experience at work, that to me is more valuable than an extra zero at the end of my paycheck, you know, oftentimes. And so, um, uh, took a big pay cut going from oil to nonprofit ministry. You know, (laughs) it's a big pay cut. Um, and and when you're like 24 years old, you're like, man, that's really hard to like say goodbye to that. Um, (laughs) so I did that for about five years and then they transitioned me into an associate, uh, pastor position that I was in until like four months ago. So I was an associate pastor on staff at that church. like in this whole like journey, yeah. Where do you meet your wife? What what kind yeah. of? Yeah. So um, along the way, um, I met her uh, at the church. Um, you know, I had different relationships, and I was in in between relationships at that point. And um, she had started. She had moved um, from Pennsylvania. Had started her um, career working at a uh, defense contractor. Mm-hmm. She's a lot smarter than I am. Um, <laughs> married up on that one. Um, but, uh, yeah, she was part of our like worship team and stuff like that. Um, she can play guitar and sing. Um, and, uh, just bumped into each other. Uh, cause our, our church was a pretty big church, like 600 people or something like that. You know, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of, you yeah. know, you, you could easily like not ever really connect with somebody. So, um, I went to a lacrosse game one night as like an, uh, just activity thing that the church was doing and she happened to sit right next to me. So I was like, Oh cool. And so, you know, I'd, I'd seen her from like afar, but like, you know, got to introduce myself and, uh, our very first day, this is so funny. So I had had enough relationships that I was like, at this point, I know what I want and I know what I don't want. And so I, and because I love the outdoors and this was before I started the channel or anything else, I said, what is a great filter for a woman? And I said, I'm going to take this girl on a hike. And if she complains, whines, and is fussy the whole time and kind of like, I don't like this. I'm hot. Are we done? Mm-hmm. When are we going to be done? Oh, oh yeah. Then I'm going to be like, yep, you're going to be cranky and whining about a lot of things in life. And, I, and, you know, you would think on a first, like, date or, like, hanging out with a guy you might be interested in, you're going to probably, like, dial that back a little bit. So I'll, I was like, this will be a good filter to see what type of woman this girl is. And so I said, hey, you want to go on a hike? She's like, yeah, that sounds fun. So we go on this hike. And she did great. She, you know, no complaints and like, she loved it. And, and then, uh, I realized in my life, I kind of been overbearing and, and I think guys can kind of do that if they mm-hmm. like a girl, you know, they're like, Hey, okay, well now what do you want to do? Now what do you want to do now? You know, and they like, don't want to give her space. And I had done that in previous relationships and kind of been smothering. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to play this like super easy right on this first date. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like we do, we go do the hike, we get back around noon and I, I had a plan. I was like, we could go, I knew this place that we could go for lunch. Mm-hmm. Right. But I wanted to give her space. If she was like, this was the dumbest thing I've ever done. I hate this guy and I hate hiking. This is so stupid. <laughs> so that she doesn't feel trapped, you yeah. know? So I said, Hey, you know, we're driving back. I'm like, well, you know, I don't know what you got going on today. I'm sure you're probably busy, but if, you know, if you want to grab lunch, I know this great spot. She's like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's like, let's go do that. Okay, sweet. So we go to lunch and we do lunch. And then I was like, well, I mean, I don't know what you got going on. I'm sure you're tired and you want to, you know, take a break. I'm happy to drop you off. But I mean, if not, I got this, like, you know, and I had like these things, (laughs) but I was like, it's totally up to you. Like I'm trying to give her like off ramps anywhere that she wants. And every time, you know, she's like, well, no, that sounds great. And so we had, we joke, it's like the marathon date. I picked her up like at 8 a.m. and I dropped her off at like, one p uh uh one a.m. Yeah, so like the whole freaking day, and the whole time I'm like trying to give her like off ramps if she wants, and she's like, no, this is great, like this is cool, <laughs> like you know. And so we hit it off real quick, and um, 
she was in the same position. She had had some long-term relationships like I had. Um, and so she just knew what she wanted. And so we dated for about six months and, uh, got engaged and then we were engaged for nine months before we got married. Oh, wow. It's crazy how everything lines up too. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna start doing that. Like going on hikes. Like, yeah, dude. I didn't. I didn't think of that because I remember I did go on a hike uh, one time for a date, and she was um hot. Mm. Like, how far is it? Mm. And like, I didn't think red anything flag, red flag. I, yeah, <laughs> those should have been like red flags flying all over the place. But I, I really didn't even think of that. Right. And uh, I wanted to get back to like when you wanted to start pursuing this. Yeah. What did your parents think about the the criminal? Like, yeah. The, doing that. And doing this, like when you transitioned over, were they upset or they were, were they? Yeah. So <clears throat> that's, that's a great question. So I was actually, so when I wanted to go into criminal justice, uh, my parents were super pumped about that, mm-hmm. um, to, to rewind real quick. So I was homeschooled my whole life. Uh, I'm the oldest of four uh, kids. I, I have a younger brother and then two younger sisters, younger than me and my mom homeschooled all of us okay. all the way through high school. Um, and then all of us did like that last, you know, our senior year of high school was like half at home and half at the community college doing different, you know, just basic classes. For me, it was criminal justice for them. It was just, you know, general ed credit classes yeah. you know, or whatever. Um, <clears throat> and so they knew that I wanted to do criminal justice. They were totally cool with that. My uncle uh, was a, CHP officer in California for like 30 years, you know, and stuff. So we have that in our family. Um, and I was actually really concerned that my, I knew my mom was on board when I told her, I think I'm supposed to stop doing that and, you know, pursue being a pastor. Um, I knew she, you know, she's like, Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That'd be great. Like I'm totally support that. But I was actually really concerned. My dad was gonna be like, that is stupid, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, he, he goes to church, you know, he loves God, all that. But I just like, I, I was very concerned when I was going to tell him, you know, like I sat him, I told my mom first and then like a day later I was going to tell my dad and I was like, dad, I need to talk to you. Like sit down, you know, and I'm really concerned that he's not, not like going to put me down, but just kind of be like, dude, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah. Like you're getting 4.0s. Like you should not do that. Maybe he was gonna, cause they were helping the, I mean, I, I, uh, put myself through, um, my education, but they were helping in, in certain ways, you know, like buying my books or something yeah. like that, you know, kind of thing. And I was concerned he was going to be like, well, cool. Then if you're going to pursue that, that's a hundred percent on you then, you know, which I could have done, but it would just been harder obviously. And he was totally supportive. And my parents this whole time throughout my entire life have always been very supportive of every decision that I've made from, you know, marrying my wife. And, you know, you always want your parents to be like, yeah, she's good for you, you know, or, you know, vice versa, or he's good for you, whatever. Um, and, uh, same with this, that we're, I'm sure we're about to dive into just the transition out of being a pastor and what that looks like. Uh, they've been totally supportive, which is, do you think that kind of, that kind of support from like, that's kind of why I dived into the whole wife thing. Cause you can tell, um, what you're doing now, if she's not supporting you, <laughs> I don't think it was going to ever happen, but you know, you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you think that kind of all plays into kind of, your- Oh yeah. I mean, you can't, I, I don't think, do you think if your dad would have said something different, you would have, I don't think I would have, ch- I mean, I knew what I had experienced and what I had felt. Um, I, I would have pursued that. And I know that he, you know, he wouldn't have like kicked me out of the house or something like, Oh, you're an mm-hmm. idiot. Like, you know, then fine, figure out your own life. Like he wouldn't have done anything like that. Um, but, uh, maybe he would have been like a little bit more disapproving. Like, I just think you're kind of wasting your life or something, Mm -hmm. you know, or like you have, you know, you could do something more. You could do, um, get a more job. He knew the same thing. I mean, he went to the same church that we all did, you know, as a family, our whole lives and that they still go to to this day. And so he knew the ins and outs of, you know, not a lot of pay and a lot of work, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And he's like, I I don't know, you know, so anyway, um, going back kind of more to your question, John of, of, yeah, I, I think that, 
there are absolutely things that maybe uh, your family or your spouse or loved one won't necessarily want to do on their own, right? They're like, yeah, yeah cool. You like golf. I don't like golf. Or not, I'm not going to go golfing with you all the time. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah, no problem. You know, it's like, cool. You have your thing. I have my thing. And as long as they don't start eating into each other's time, we're good. Um, but the big life things, starting a business, you know, like leaving home and changing and transitioning mm-hmm. jobs and like, you know, doing those type of things. I feel like if you don't have some sort of support around you, and particularly if you're married, if that your spouse does not have your back in that and they're like, good luck, figure it out. Like, okay, <laughs> let me know when you fall on your face you know, or something. <laughs> You don't even try that. I mean, it's not worth it. And yeah. my, in my opinion, it's not worth it to even try that because the likelihood of that happening, you, starting your own business or career or doing a big shift like what uh, we're doing, my my family, um, is stressful enough and you need someone to have your back 100% you know, in that decision Um when the rubber meets the road. Cause if they, if you don't feel like they do, you're like, I, you know, when it's hard, you have nowhere to go. Yeah. You're like, if I tell you that it's hard and you didn't want to do this in the first place, you're just going to make fun of me or tell me like, yeah. well, duh, what'd you think was going to happen? You know, kind of thing. So I think that that's a great question. And I think that is really important if you're going to start a business or change and shift careers or, you know, like have kids, not have kids, whatever those deci- big life decisions are, you, you gotta be on the same page, I believe. Otherwise it's going to be very hard. Mm-hmm. So, so when you, uh, I remember you said that you took a pay cut yeah. to, you know, to do pursue what you were doing, uh, at any point in time where you like, maybe this is, is, isn't what I want to do just because, I mean, just because yeah. uh, your lifestyle will kind of change. Sure. You know, was there any time, like point in time that you were like, I don't know if I want to I mean, be doing you, this. You, those thoughts absolutely went through my head, you know, and when you have get a paycheck, you know, and you're like hundreds of dollars less than what you had, you know, the month before because you shifted a job or you stopped, you know, a job or whatever it was, um, that's always difficult. And, you know, you can second guess yourself of like, maybe this was like a bad call, but, um, and I, I cannot equate it to anything else that just that God has always provided for me. Like there's always been a way where there seems to be no way there is a way, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, every need has been met even when things don't seem to add up mathematically. Um, my wife and I, when we got married, just, this is just a quick example. My wife and I, when we got married combined, we had like 40 grand in debt, Mm -hmm. her school. I didn't have any school debt. She had like, I can't remember 25 or 30 grand. Mm -hmm. And I had kind of like a small, cheaper beater car. Again, I'm a pastor. So I'm like, I I can't really afford a car payment right now. So (laughs) um, it was good. It got me from point A to point B, but you know, it was, uh, uh, it was a nine. What did I have when we got married? Uh, I I can't remember. I think it was the 90, uh, 94 Subaru Loyale. It was like, I bought it for 800 bucks. Oh, dang. <laughs> but it had four-wheel drive, and that thing got like 35 miles a gallon. <laughs> it was gutless. had like 85 horsepower. But, man, it was like perfect for what I, <laughs> what I needed to, to tool around at the time. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, and she had like you know 10000 on a car payment or something. And so we were like, we want to get out of debt. We want to eventually own a house. Okay, how are we going to do that? So we you know, added up all our finances. She was making like double whatever what I was making. Um, so I'm like, Haha. so I'm like basically like the grocery money and you're everything out. <laughs> and to be okay with that, you yeah. know, to be okay with that because I know that can be hard for guys okay. particularly yeah. sometimes, you know, to be like, oh man, I'm supposed to be the breadwinner. And I just had to kind of come to grips with that, that it's like, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it, my, my value to her is not in what I can bring home in a paycheck. It's more than that, you know? So, and we had to establish that before we got married. But, um, anyway, uh, 
and I'm, I'm trying to remember why I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that, that money, you know, we're like, man, okay. Mathematically based off of how much we can cut out and like what we can put away, it's going to take us like four years to get out of debt. Like it's going to be a while, like 10 grand, 10 grand to 12 grand a year is probably what we can do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a thousand dollars a month to debt. Like that's a lot of money. A lot yeah. of people can't do that. Um, and so we're like, okay, let's just do it and let's just crunch and try to keep the budget and do it. And so what was supposed to take us almost four years, like three and a half years took us like 18 months. Oh wow. And I don't know. I, I cannot, we never got like some big influx of money in that time frame. Maybe she got like, you know, one or $200 pay raise, like not enough to make a dent like that. Uh, and like, as we're coming to the end of that time frame, she's like, babe, we were like, we only have like a $3,000, $4,000 left. in I'm like, how? She's like, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Like, I mean, you know, she were just do auto paying, you know, and do yeah, that. Yeah. It's like, okay, like just keep going. And we, we were out of debt in like, you know, 18 or 19 months that should have taken us like double that. Oh, wow. And it was just crazy. And I can't tell you how <laughs> I cannot tell. There's no like magic thing we did. No influx of cash. It just happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, and that's just like, God bless me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> that's, that's a good situation to be in. So, uh, during this time, at what point did you decide to start? I mean, or what gave you the motivation to start recording yourself doing mm-hmm. gear reviews? Or if that's the first thing you started recording, what, what, was it like reviews or was it just maybe like a vlog type of YouTube channel? Yeah, I was going to do reviews. Um, and I actually had had originally the name I thought was going to be more of possibly, I thought it might be cool to run a like have a storefront mm-hmm. and sell either firearms and, or just like a survival store gear store, you know, kind of thing, not like a, a more sporting goods, you know, like REI or you know, like something like that. Yeah. I was like, let's go more into like, you know, the tactical realm, something maybe like a five eleven and a gun store kind of combined type of feel, you mm-hmm. know, um, was actually what I was thinking I might do. And so that's where the name I kind of came up with was like, yeah, like a tactical sort. So that's why Gideon's tactical. And we can go into Gideon a little bit if you want, but, um, and why I felt to call it that. But anyway, so, uh, that long term, I was like, maybe I'll do like a storefront and that's not a desire at all now, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, and so to, but in the meantime, I need to start getting familiar with all this equipment. I'd kind of fallen out of that in my late teens and early twenties, just because of life being so busy and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I just didn't go on a lot of hikes. Maybe I did like one camping trip a year, maybe, you know, I would do like a hike a year or something. And it wasn't until I really met my wife that I got back into that. And I was like, okay, now I have somebody who like likes that and enjoys it and is willing to go on hikes and do like outdoorsy stuff with me. And I don't have to try and get like friends to come with me or something, you know? So it's like, okay, now I want to get back into it. And I was like, I just need to know like, what's, what's a good knife and like, what's a good backpack and like, what's a good tent to have. And I didn't really know, you know, I'm like, what do I do? Just like walk into the sporting goods store and ask them to tell me like, I, I, you know, they're just trying to sell crap. And so somebody was like, dude, go to YouTube. And I'm like, YouTube, isn't that like for cat videos and like super (laughs) dumb stuff? You know, I'm like, you know, and that's, this is way back. I mean, this is 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and that is what a lot of YouTube was back then. And, uh, they're like, no man, there's this thing, like guys have channels and you can like watch like car stuff and, you know, gear stuff. There's so much stuff on there. Like you should totally do it. Guys like put a video up every week. You know, I'm like, really? Okay. Well, you know, so I, I, I get on it. I mean, I'm still on like MySpace. you know, at this yeah. point. like, I mean, this is, <laughs> and so I get on it and I'm like, Whoa. And I start finding some of these guys, you know, they're doing this like all the time. Some of the kind of um, pathfinders, if, if you will, uh, nothing fancy Crockett 20, um, Adam from quit to endure, like these guys who had done it, you know, started a few years earlier. And I'm like, man, I'm and like in, 
weeks I'd learned so much and I'd watch hundreds of hours of YouTube videos. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I need to like, <laughs> this is so cool. I want to get out there, babe. We got to go hiking and camping. We got to do all this stuff. <laughs> and I started thinking, I'm like, I love, I had already done some, uh, through church stuff, previous video editing and camera, you know, stuff. So I had a rudimentary understanding of it and I enjoyed it. And I was like, man, maybe I should like just start my own channel. Like, why not? Like, that's what these guys did. And I live in Colorado. I'm like, an hour from the mountains, like the rocky freaking mountains, you know, mm-hmm. like let's do this. And so I just started with my phone, an iPhone three. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that is it. And if you go back and watch probably those first 50 videos, they are trash. The audio is <laughs> terrible. The video is terrible. I say, um, a thousand times in the video, uh, and get criticized for it a bunch. And, and uh, I, I just had a desire to do it. So I was like, I'll just do it. And I'll just post like one or two a week and I'll just go out and I'll buy something. I'll play around with it. I've watched enough of these videos that I kind of understand. I'll do some research and read, you know, forums and stuff. And then I'll put it up there and let's just see what happens. Mm. Not even knowing that you can make money on YouTube, not even knowing that I, it was literally just a motivational thing just to get me out there, yeah. right. To start doing things with my wife and like, just enjoy the outdoors again. So it was like, well, I have to go up on Friday because I, said I would put up a video. So this will force me to go outside Mm -hmm. versus just sit at home and, you know, watch TV or something. Um, and so that was purely the motivation. That was it. And so I started putting up these videos and like, before I know it, I'm like, Whoa, there's like 500 people that have subscribed, you know? And I remember walking out of our bedroom after, I mean, we've been married like six months maybe. And I'm like, babe, I got like 500 people subscribed to my channel now. Like, isn't that weird? And she's like, really? (laughs) Cause she's like seeing me do this. And she's like, this is so stupid. (laughs) I mean, she's supporting me like, sure, whatever. I mean, we got tons of free time. We're just a young married couple, but she's like, whatever, you know? (laughs) But she's like, really? Oh, that's people actually. Okay cool you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And then I got uh, a letter in the mail from Google and Google's like, Hey, you can monetize your, your you know channel now. And I'm like, monetize. Like what is even, I, what, you yeah. know, I'm like, Oh wow. You know, before you know it, you're like, Oh, I'm making, I made 20 bucks this month through, oh, through the ads. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. You know? <laughs> and at the time I was buying a piece of equipment with my own cash and then I would review, use it, review it, and then I would put it up on either Craigslist or eBay for like 40% off of what I paid for it so that I could cycle it and refund the next purchase. So okay. I would get money back, you know, I like whatever. I review a knife, paid 100 bucks for it. I'd put it up on Craigslist or eBay for like 60. Somebody would buy it. Then I have 60 bucks. Now I can go out and I'd invest $40 of my own money again. I'd buy something else, mm. buy this backpack now, mm-hmm. go use it for a month, test it out, you know, and then after that was done, put that up for whatever amount, sell it. And it was just this influx um, of doing that for the first year, plus all the extra like computer and camera. And I'm slowly upgrading things, you know, thing after thing after thing. And in the first year we invested uh, 5,000 bucks. We were in the hole Mm -hmm. to do that. And my wife, she began to see that like, wow, these are actually like, this could be something. I don't know what it could be, but like, sure. I mean, yeah. we can do this. You know, it wasn't like, I just walked up to her like, Hey, I need five grand, babe. You know, it was like a, <laughs> a slow, you know, growth thing. Um, and then the second year was when we started monetizing and stuff and, uh, we broke even mm-hmm. that year. And then the, the next year, so it took three years to actually make money on YouTube for oh, me. Wow. For me. Mm-hmm. Did you still have the motivation? Like, were you still as excited or did, would you get that? Like, I don't know what it's called. Kind of like kind of, when you kind post of like, something and you don't see the, like the engagement, and you're kind of frustrating. Like, uh, that is absolutely is, frustrating. Yeah, it just like mm-hmm. gets to you, and I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of people that discourages them. And but then they'll end up like when you said you got 500 views, if you sit 500 people right here right now, well, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Or even 10 people. Like if 10 people were just sitting here, like 
10 people are hearing your story. Yeah. That's more than like, it's wild. Yeah. yeah. I, I give them the same example. Like we get like a lot of listeners and like feedback and I'm like, you're listening to me. And this whole thing started like almost the same thing, like an idea, just an mm-hmm. idea. I, I like to have conversations with people and I would have conversations like this with people before, before the, the whole podcast. And then now like, you know, you just sit, you're like, let me do it. You know? And then all of a sudden people are listening. Yeah. Like people are responding and people you don't even know. Right. And you're like, what the, what's going on? Right. You know? And now we're here, you know, yeah, like totally. It's so cool. Yeah. It, it's so like weird how it works. So what was one of the first videos that really like you were shocked? You're like, dang you know, I don't even know. It's, it's like been we made so it. long. Like, I don't even know. I mean, I could probably go back and try and find one. I think it was probably uh, like, uh, Maybe it was like the the Ontario Rat Model Seven Survival Knife, uh, which was kind of the predecessor to like the SE Six, mm-hmm. and that was like the first for me at the time expensive survival like knife that I had bought. <laughs> Up until then, I was buying like twenty thirty dollars knives, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna go splurge and buy like seventy dollars, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Which us laughing, yeah, you, know, yeah. you guys working yeah. uh, and stuff, you know, you know that's like nothing. But um, for me at the time, and I and uh, I really enjoyed using it. I, I enjoyed the the video and then it got i think pretty decent views uh on that and i was like whoa this is pretty cool and i th- so i think that was like one of, that's the one that pops in my head there may be other ones before that but that's mm-hmm. the one that kind of pops in my head of like did you ever so i had like a, just like a question because before now it's kind of normal to tell people that you're a youtuber yeah but before did you ever tell someone oh yeah i, I do youtube and they just like look at <laughs> yeah, you like, totally. or they see you weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> particularly back in the day like the like five rewind pre five years ago now i tell people like yeah we're, i'm a youtuber i'm you know influencer they're like oh awesome <laughs> you know like, <laughs> kind of thing like they totally know back back then like what you know and then you gotta you take money off yeah, of it yeah you gotta take five minutes to explain it and they're still kind of like oh, okay weird whatever <laughs> what, what did your parents think when you were making videos because I'm, I'm assuming they found out at, at a certain point yeah i mean at first i just started you know and we all live in this we all my entire family my side of the family is all in denver um and we would see each other like once a week at church or whatever but um uh i think they were just kind of like okay Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't know. Okay, so that's a good reaction so far. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, making these videos, they're like, okay, people watch, whatever. That's cool. You know. That's <laughs> so you said your it, it was what your third year where you broke you. Third or, year is when we made profit. When you made profit, yeah. So what were like just so people are like that are listening that maybe you're, have a small channel yeah. or getting into it. Like, what were some of the the things that you were doing? Like, were you reaching out to companies? Were you, I mean, you kind of said in the beginning what you were doing, you were buying stuff, selling it, buying it, and then selling it, and then, like, rebuying stuff. Right. At one point, did you almost think of it, like, as a business? Let me reach out to this company to see if they want to send me anything. And then when's the first time that happened? And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll send you so some stuff. So does everyone know where you work? Like if I yeah, say top like, knives, go yeah, ahead. Okay, yeah. okay. So I actually believe it was tops knives. Oh, nice. Was the very first was. company. <laughs> yeah. For real. Was. Shut for real. Tops. <laughs> no freaking joke. And I think I can't remember a, from what this is. This is my recollection of how it went mm. is I bought, and I think it was either my first or it was my second tops knife. I had bought a cheetah little like karambit little thing. Mm-hmm. And that was like my very first top knife because it was cheap. It was like 55 bucks or something, you know, yeah. it's a little tiny knife. Um, and I was like, wow, this is like, I can tell that the quality is really good, you mm. know? And so I was like, okay, well, let me see what's out there. Like what, what, what connects with me? And I believe I bought the Airwolf. Okay. Um, and I bought that 
I did the video and that video did really well. I got like 10,000 views, you know, and this is like probably year three or mm-hmm. something like that. And for me, that was a lot, you know, and, uh, and particularly at that time. Um, and so I was like, wow, like that's really good. And mm-hmm. no one else had had a video on YouTube about it. Like if you search YouTube, nothing pulls up except for mine. Right. So I'm like, and I just started to get to the point where I'm like, I need to start reaching out you know, up until this point, this is completely me funded, right? Yeah. I'd had a couple of people like reach out to me, like super bogus, you know, like Chinese companies or something. Yeah. Trying to, like, Hey, we can send you something. I'm like, no, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. You know, but, um, I was like, I need to do this. So I remember emailing them with our tops with a link to that video. And I was just like, Hey, you know, I've been on YouTube for a few years now doing night reviews. I just did the airwolf did really well. Um, you know, if you guys are willing to you know work with me, you know, and send me a product. Like I'd love to, you know, just test it out. I'm always honest. I always give honest feedback, pros and cons. So if you guys are cool with that, let, I'd love to do that. And I actually don't remember the knife, the, the first knife that I did that way. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, I can't remember if it was Craig. I think it was Craig that responded to me. Probably. Um, and said, yes, you know, and that was like the first, I was like, and that kind of gave me the motivation. And once that whole video process and I posted it and, you know, and I pointed out pros and cons and like, you know, I'm like, you know, in anything, I'm yeah. like, I like this, this, I wish was a little different, you know, like the jumping's a little hot there. I didn't really like that, you know, like whatever, you don't know how a company is going to respond when you're particularly new and you're like, so like, you're like a baby. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, I sure hope that they don't get pissed or whatever, but I gotta <laughs> be honest, gotta be, I care more about my audience than I do about a company. Yeah. The audience is what matters, you know, not those are the people that I care about. It's not that this company wants to keep working with me that's second mm-hmm. to the viewer because I'm the way I have always viewed it from day one was we the three of us are sitting in this room mm-hmm. I would never want to tell you you know like dude these these coasters by the way which are super dope for those who <laughs> obviously cannot see these are um, like <laughs> coasters that are cartridges from like NC, or, uh, Super Nintendo yeah Super Nintendo yeah super sweet right so I want I, I'm want to be honest with you like dude these are super sick and they've lasted me for three years and they're really good if they're not and they're falling apart on me i'm not going to be like dude you should totally buy this this yeah. is like really cool you know i'm like okay th- thanks jerk you know when you go home and you go spend i'm sure those were like not cheap but <laughs> nintendo <laughs> but you know what i mean and it falls apart on you in two weeks you know because the the cardboard wasn't good or whatever yeah. you're gonna be pissed and you're gonna be like that aaron like totally screwed me over thanks bro yeah. you know and you're not gonna come back and trust me so i'm like that is always Mm-hmm. numero uno is the person in front of me, if you will, quote yeah. unquote, the, the audience telling you the truth, what I do and do not like about it. So I, I just remember being very like paranoid, but when it all like ironed out good and they're like, cool, that was a great video. Thanks. Like, yeah. let us know if you want to review something else. I'm like, what? Like, this is <laughs> dope. Like, <laughs> so, I got it. Like, I want this one, this one, this one. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> emails, emails and back with a big old yeah, yeah, like, totally, totally. <laughs> No, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, because it, it goes back to when you said, like, you weren't doing it for money. Right. You know, this has to play. And it's, it's the same thing. Like, you're doing it because you want to give your honest opinion on stuff mm-hmm. you, and you don't want to just sell something. Right. You don't want someone to click on an Amazon link just to buy something, just to make some money. Like, yep. cool. That's you eventually that's my, the byproduct. Yeah. Uh, my buddy says it all the time and I live by it all the time. It's like, uh, you chase your passion and then eventually the money comes. The mm-hmm. more you chase money, the faster it runs away. Yeah. You know? So like even, you know, you said it earlier, like even here, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So like you're building that. So are you thinking at this time, like I'm going to try to make it a business? I think that was about the time where I didn't view it necessarily as a business as I do today, but I began to see that, okay, this can be a second stream or at that point we're still, my wife and I are still working. So like a third stream of income 
that can start helping us, you know, either buy a house or pay off debt and, you know, quicker, you know, buy a car, you know, like, so I'm looking at it now as not, because up until that point, um, we were making a little bit of money. I mean, you know, at the, at that point, I want to say I was probably making like 500 a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like my budget was like 300 had to go back and because remember again, I'm having to buy all the products myself yeah. at this point. So to get the, co- you know, to get the gear, to do the content, to create the next, uh, you know, set of videos, yeah. um, just like any small business, you got to like spend money to make money, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. So like at the time I'm probably making like $200 actual real profit, but mm-hmm. at least I'm not eating into our, income anymore. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, that, that's when I really began to go, okay, this could possibly, if I begin to do that more and more, then I don't have to eat into my own pocket to buy the product. And therefore now whatever comes in can actually be a resource for my family. Okay. So typically say you buy a knife, how many videos do you get out of that one knife? Do you that's do like a probably review? Like three. Okay. Over the course of the life of, of me because I would argue I'm not a collector. Mm-hmm. I have like a tub with probably a hundred knives. I have probably 20 backpacks at any one time. I, I probably have six water filters right now that I'm like got somewhere, you know, yeah. and stuff. Um, 40, 50 pocket knives. I got like 10 Leathermans, you know, it's like, so all those things, but I actually really, if you were to ask me like, Hey, could you get rid of all of those? Like, let's say the channel goes away and it's like, what would you do? I wouldn't keep all that. Mm-hmm. I would immediately like move 80% of it. Mm-hmm. put it up on eBay or whatever and just get rid of it. Cause I'm like, they're awesome, but I just don't, I have so much. It's like, I'm never going to use that again, mm-hmm. you okay. know? So what would usually for what, regardless of the item, I would usually do the initial video on that item. So there, there's the initial video, mm-hmm. but I keep it around, particularly if I feel like it's a unique thing for competitive options or lists videos down the line. Okay. That's smart. Yeah, because I've seen some of your stuff, uh, <clears throat> like when you do the, the best, like or pocket yeah. knife, the best, you know something. Yeah. Because th- that was uh, another question. Because at this point, I'm assuming you can reach out to a lot of companies and they'll send you stuff. Sure. You know, but then like I'm thinking about your your house. You know, before you yep uh, took this next venture, you got like gear everywhere. It, you know it what was I mean? Bananas. Like, My wife was kind of pissed. About it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I was just wondering, like. What has to go? Like, like what goes? What stays? Yeah, if if I have something that's extremely similar to something else, then you know I might get rid of it. Um, and if it is something that I just know, like either I didn't like it and it didn't get a good review, mm-hmm. um, or if uh, if I just I, I at this point now almost ten years in, like I I know what I'm going to probably need as a competitive option mm-hmm. or not. And I've actually paused you know, in a smart way, just to slim down literally the quantity of stuff. And I still find like, it, even though I'm making good money now and I can do what I'm sure we're going to get to here in a little bit and, and do full-time YouTube. Yeah. I still do what I originally did starting out. You know, if there's a product that I'm like, I, I did the review, it's good. It's fine. Like, I, but I don't need another backpack. I have six of them that are very similar. Yeah. I'll just sell it off and I'll just use that money to find, to, buy something else, yeah. you know, cause sometimes I don't want the company to send it to me or the company is like, no, for whatever weird reason, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I still use it that way, okay. you know, to fund in certain, you know, situations or scenarios or just other stuff that I'm like, that has nothing to do with my channel. You know, it's like, I want to buy a new mountain bike. Okay, sweet. Over the course of a year, I'll sell off, you know, a quarter of my stuff and just save it and I'll buy the mountain bike in the end of the year, Yeah, you what's, know, or whatever. What's the process of like, you want to review something for a video, do 
do you seek someone to send you a product or do you be like, Oh, I kind of want to feel this. So I'm going to review this. And then you kind of venture off of like the specifics. Yeah. So my process currently is, and I, and not currently it's, it has always been this way is if it's a brand new product that I've never handled before and is unfamiliar, I prefer to spend my own money to get it. Mm -hmm. I don't even talk to the company. I'm like, I, I, I don't know how it's going to perform. I might snap this thing in half. This backpack may be the worst, most uncomfortable thing I've ever felt in my life. And I have to be honest, you know, and I have to know what, what this is. And I can't not be honest. I, I cannot put a video up that I cannot be honest in, you know? So, um, uh, that at that point, if I, if the product performs well for me, I post it up I've now done two things. One, I can get a pretty good vibe for the majority of the products. Now, not every single thing is going to be that yeah. good maybe, but um, I now have a good plumb line on what to expect out of future products from that brand, whatever, whatever the thing is, mm-hmm. a cooler, a backpack, a flashlight, a knife, name it. Um, and I have now showed that brand. I have done my, I've spent my own money and my own effort on purpose to get a feel for your product. Now I know that I like your product. Now I can go to you. I mean, tops is that perfect example. I've handled a tops knife before they ever sent me something. Yeah. I, I can tell that the grinding is well done. I can tell that the edge retention is good. The sheath is well built. Like all these things are good. So I'm sure not every model they make is that good, but probably 80% are, Yeah. you know, so now I've not only spent my money to make that video they can watch it and go wow that's really good like he did a good job like presenting he knows his stuff you know whatever and now i can reach out to them and say hey you know like there's this other model i'm interested in if you guys are willing to work with me like Mm -hmm. let's do that obviously if it totally fails i'm going to tell everybody that i'm sorry you know kind of thing um and so uh you know and and i've i've had only one time in my entire 10 years where that was a really that it did not go well out of my probably thousands of brands at this point yeah that was going to be my next question like has your honesty ever gotten a a backlash from the com the companies yeah the only time and um i i will not go into the exact specific of it but it happened one time where it literally came down to the fact that in the the, the, i enjoyed the product very much Mm -hmm. um but i was giving a competitive option which is a very important part i believe of majority of my videos is like here's this knife but just so you know, there, here's another product or here's another backpack or here's another flashlight that's similar, that can do similar things. Or maybe like, yeah, you want this one to be, you know, like th- work this way. Here's one that can actually do something a little bit different that I didn't like about that. You know, like just to show so that people know. I mean, that's yeah. the whole point. So that when they leave, they go, they have the most information that they can to make a good choice so that they're happy with the purchase of whatever they're buying. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had run in a competitive option of, of, a knife that was very similar that that was about $75 cheaper and the company did not like that hey and they like messaged me and they were like this guy was like I'm gonna get fired if we don't like figure this out really it, yeah it was like that bad it was like it was really really bad so I can't go into details past that because of some of the stuff that we had to do behind the scenes but um to deal with that, but the, the company, and it was, you know, I didn't say anything negative about the, the product itself. It was great. It was yeah. just that they were kind of charging too much in my opinion. Okay. And, and so I showed them I a just showed a, here, like it's similar. So yeah. just so you know, you know, like that was it. 
and they were like so not happy with it. And I, I mean, it was, yeah, it was, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to watch what I say and how I say it, you yeah. know, for, for legal reasons actually. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was crazy and yeah. I had never seen, a, I've, I had never seen an experience like that. So, so it's funny that a lot of people will be scared to like be honest about yep. stuff like you are though pretty much kiss, you know, whatever company they, yeah. Oh, you sent me some, it's going to be a perfect item. Right, right. You know, nothing's wrong right. with it, but you, you're like, if I don't like something, I'm going to tell you. And I feel like a lot of people won't do that because they're too afraid to right. not get free stuff, which isn't the goal for you. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Cause I got more crap than I know what to do with. Like <laughs> I do not need another free anything. <laughs> so uh, during this whole time, you know, you, that's what you focus on is like gear reviews, you know, like mm-hmm. different, like using the, the equipment, yep. what's good, what's not, what, what what you can buy, what's more affordable. At any point, do you, not, not a separate channel, but do you ever think about adding something new into this channel? Yeah, I have. And it hasn't, <laughs> I think you and I were talking about this yesterday, yeah. hasn't performed super well. So I'm, I'm actually considering not at this moment, but doing a third channel in mm-hmm. like maybe six months or a year. Um, once we get to what we're talking about next here. Um, but, uh, uh, the, the example is cause I love hiking mm-hmm. and I love gear reviews and I love gear, but sometimes the gear can actually take away from the experience of the outdoors. Mm-hmm. So yes, you may see on the, the channel, like I'm in these epic locations, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I am, uh, you know, in Moab and all these epic rock formations and they're super cool. And you would think that I'm able to like stop and just be like, Oh, five hours of just like creation is so awesome. (laughs) But it's like, actually, no, I am like, my mind really isn't even focused on what that is. Maybe I'm able to take about 30 seconds and just really enjoy it. Yeah. But I'm thinking of like this shot for like, let's say a pair of Mm -hmm. shoes that I'm doing right on boots. I'm like, I'm thinking of this shot and this angle and where are we going to get that next thing? And I got to go over here and we got to like set the camera up over there. That's going to take 10 minutes, you know, from all the stuff you got to (laughs) do, you know, like get this, da da da, And you're so focused on that, that you almost miss everything else. Everyone else sees the amazing footage footage and the amazing experience, mm-hmm. but you actually almost missed out. Oh yeah. And so, um, I would really, I, and I've tr- attempted to do it on my current channel, getting statical and they usually perform like a third, the amount of views. If that, uh, is like doing <laughs> like just a, a hike, like I just film the hike. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't do very well, you know? And so I'm trying to, cons- I, I would like to do that so that there is are moments where it's like, I don't have to go to a location to test out a new hatchet, backpack, knife, mm-hmm. fill in the blank, stove, whatever. And I can literally just go on a hike and I'll film it and that'll be fun. And sure, there will still be some of those angles I need to do and whatever, but it'll be way more about the experience and less about getting to a spot to test something out. Yeah, it test the equipment out. Yep. And so uh, I would love to get to that place where I could do a third channel and maybe that see that mm-hmm. take off and, and do well because um, I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, uh, for people who are looking to start a YouTube channel, I always tell them find something that you want to do and, and stick to that. Because there's some people who do, they want to do fitness, mm-hmm. but also like they're doing vlogs and all makeup or like whatever it is. Like they don't focus on one thing. And one th- me personally, I, you you can let me know what you think. I hate it when people do giveaways in the beginning because now they're just following you because you gave something away yeah. not because of your content not because you're cool <clears throat> or anything like that mm-hmm. because you were giving something free away so do, do you think giveaways are bad in the beginning like to help grow that channel i almost think giveaways are 
kind of done anyway. in general. In general, honestly, I've yeah. probably done a dozen Dang. In out of fifteen hundred videos. Dang. I will usually do it. I, I think I've done a few on like my anniversary video, mm-hmm. uh, and it's usually gear that I've actually used, mm-hmm. and it's more of a thank you to my current audience. Okay. It's not uh let me see if I can get 50, you know, or a hundred new f- subscribers today. Yeah. It's like, you guys follow all the time. You guys see this stuff. Here we go. Or like my favorite stuff. I remember one year, you know, I got like uh, a bunch of brands to throw in some stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Hey, I, this is my favorite pack this year. You know, could you guys send me your, a pack? Cause I'm doing a giveaway, you know, mm-hmm. and like I built out like basically what I would take on a day hike. Yeah. And then it's for my it's for the regular viewers who have gotten me to the place that I am. Yeah, and so I feel like that for me has always. Been, I know some people love the giveaway thing and they'll they'll do it. I mean, and I mean the audience. I'm saying yeah. people are are scouring YouTube trying to get into a giveaway to hopefully win something. Yeah, sure, great, whatever. Um, but I have never tried to. Maybe that's maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I've never tried to use it as a tool to try and get a bunch of new people because mm-hmm. I just know that it probably isn't going to work. Yeah. It's, it's probably, I would rather use it as a, as a thank you to mm-hmm. my audience than as a, a hook to try and get new randos. Yeah. See, like that's, uh, I mean, you think almost similar on uh, the whole giveaway for YouTube, but, uh, like on the flip side, it works for brands just because, mm-hmm. just because, uh, hundred percent. No, I yeah, totally yeah, agree with that. No, yeah, I totally uh, agree with that. I, I was going to tell people there's a difference. Like the reason brands do giveaway is because guess what? Like or, even or at tops. Now this person that was following us tagged somebody who didn't know us and now they know the brand and guess what? They have a chance to win the knife. Also, um, YouTube channels are starting to branch off in like their merch side. And that's where they're like, if you buy this, you enter the giveaway for this. And they've incorporated their brand with their, yeah. just, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Have you ventured off in- into apparel and stuff mm-hmm. and, and like branding? I actually haven't yet. I've done like, again, and it's more of like a thank you. I mean, I had to make like my money back and I made like $2 a patch <laughs> basically, but I did, I have the only thing I've ever done is patches like Velcro mm-hmm. patches on my logo and they do well. Um, but I literally did that by hand and mailed them out by hand. It was the most oh, tedious man. thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, part of and part of it is maybe a detriment to me that I'm trying to work better at. But I can't send something. I I wouldn't if I wouldn't wear it or use it myself. Particularly if my name in any way is on it, I'm not going to tell someone else to go buy it. Yeah. And so for this particular example, I know I could have gone with a brand with a company to make me a patch that was pretty cheap. I could have made some money on it and they could have handled everything, but the quality of the patch would not have been what I wanted. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have wanted to put it on my own pack. If that makes sense. I wanted it to be one of those rubberized like PVC ones. I wanted it to be a certain way and I wanted to look a certain way. And I wanted it from, um, mill spec monkey. I don't know if you guys know those guys They do like the rubberized patches. They're like, that's basically what they, they're kind of known for mm-hmm. his patches. Um, and so I reached out to them and they were like, yeah, dude, we can absolutely do it. And so, so that I could say these are mill spec monkey, monkey patches with my logo. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, yeah. you know, it's like a Nike shoe that you designed you yeah. know, kind of thing. It's like that helps versus like just, Oh, it's a patch, you know? <laughs> and so, but they couldn't handle distribution. 
Okay. You know, I was like, could we have it like on your site? And da, 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 like the way it's such a small order that you're doing, you know, if you did like a thousand patches, sure. I did like, I think I did like a hundred or something, mm-hmm. you know, 200. They're like, if you did like over a thousand, then yes, we could probably handle the distribution, but we're going to take obviously a bigger cut and da, 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 da. you know, so I was like, okay, I'll just do like 200 by myself, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, and mailed them all out by hand. It was like hours with my wife and I just like, you know, literally putting them in an envelope, each one and hand addressing them and pr- trying to print them out. I mean, it was, it was crazy, but again, I did it more as there are people out there asking me for something Mm -hmm. they want to to rep the brand so i will do something to help them Mm -hmm. do that you know kind of thing not hey i'm gonna see if i can make 5k today yeah and you know just crank out some merch but i do want to get to a place where we can do that yeah where i can have some merch um but again stuff that if i wouldn't wear it every day of the week i don't want to yeah, it falls back to that. It. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely understandable since kind of like that's your your reviews are basically honest. Mm-hmm. So, and, and then and then you have those people that want to obviously like, hey, like, he came out with the t shirt, I want to get it just because uh, I love support yeah. his channel, mm-hmm. support him. So, mm-hmm. you know, something in the future that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going great. You yeah. know, obviously, uh, you, it's grown. You're you are what like one ninety four thousand right now. Uh, 195. Yeah, we just passed 195. Hopefully, what are, what are we in? July. July. Yeah, I'm sure by the fall, we'll probably hit 200,000. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's not that far off. Yeah. Uh, so what, like, because I want to get into the, the next part, yeah. but I, I want to ask you at one point, do you did you consider yourself, or consider yourself you made it in YouTube? Or have you felt <laughs> like that yet? I would say I've made it in my genre, but I mean, even in comparison to other YouTubers, Mm -hmm. I'm very small, not only in subscribership, but in views, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, if I, my goal currently like today on Mm -hmm. getting a statical is if I can get 10,000 in a week, we're doing good. If it's lower than 10,000, I'm not super happy with that. Mm -hmm. And you know, if I get 20 to 30 in a week, that's really good. Okay. And I know that that is like chump change for a lot of big YouTube channels. Yeah. Does, Does that ever like discourage you? Like when you don't hit those numbers? Yeah, it can't, I was actually walking with my wife and just this week we didn't, um, <clears throat> I just posted a video that I, and it's, and it's actually even harder when like knife videos are kind of like my bread and butter. I can crank those out in my sleep. I love them. I know back and forward and you know, it's great, but I, there are other products that I really like testing doing, you know, almost like scientific experiments with. And so I did uh, just this week, I did a pot video on pots, Mm -hmm. like metal, like camp pots. Yeah. And so I spent a lot of time with these three, like, you know, it's like three cheap pots under 25 bucks, you know, for people who are going out camping and they want to cook over a fire or over their little compact stove. Right. And so I could have just literally done a super quick tabletop, like, Hey, here they are like pretty sweet. And this is what they can do. You yeah. choose, you know, kind of thing. But I mean, I took each one, I had them in my, in, I was packing out three pots. Okay. In my backpack for three months, <laughs> every time I went backpacking Dang. and every time I went hiking so that I, every time I could put one like in a fire while at the same time, I'm testing this one out on the stove to see like, do they warp? Yeah. You know, in the fire, um, does, does something break and snap off of it? Is the arm really janky? You know, like, I mean, I'm, that's what I wanted, but it was really fun for me. And then, uh, up until now I've lived at a mile above sea level in Denver 
So I would do boil tests to see like which one would handle like all the stuff. And so I like that. I like to find out for myself, like, oh dude, this one pot, like can it can actually boil water because of the way it's designed and it's a thinner metal. Like you can boil water 30 seconds faster than the other two. That's really cool. You know, like kind of thing. I like <laughs> learning personally, forget YouTube. I just personally like discovering those things. And it's yeah. like a, a discovery scientific process for me. So I make this video, put a lot of energy, a lot of time, a lot of effort into this video to hopefully help people, you know, like know what to do when they want to buy a cheap metal pot for camping for camping yeah. right and it's like not bombed but it's not like doing before me you yeah. just yeah you, you can just tell like the energy that you have until you're <laughs> yeah. like you got excited yeah. talking about Dude, pots. So, right right and so, I think that that's so, why it's been going on for right, so long huh? <laughs> right and so it's like doing half of what it should you know mm -hmm. at least like i'm just like Ugh. Dang it. And I know that if I crank out another knife video, it'd be like quadruple those amount of views, which is fine. And I like, don't get me wrong. I'll never not do knives, but I'm like, I want to do other things. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a very valuable video for people. Yeah. And I just want them to see that. And then it's just frustrating when you don't see the, like the, the response, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So anyway, so at what point did you decide to like, what was going on through your head? Cause, uh, your new channel, um, you're doing something pretty wild that not a lot of people can do, but it's, it's pretty insane. Yeah. When did you. Do like, you want to tell them that or do you want to, are you setting that up? Yeah, I'm setting that oh, up. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I'm setting that up. Uh, Whoops. <laughs> it's, it's like, let me, let me, let me freaking tell them, dude. <laughs> let me freaking tell them. Uh, so your new channel is called live the track. Yeah. Live the track. I always want to say something different. Live the track. Yeah. And basically, I mean, you can correct me if like if I'm yeah, wrong, yeah. if I explain it wrong, I will. Um, <laughs> you, you decided uh, to. Well, when I first watched the video, I, it, it seemed like you were gonna sell everything, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, I think you named it. I sold every. Was it that? Because uh, I remember watching the video. There was one where we did moving in. Yeah, yeah, we said like we're getting rid of everything and moving in an RV, which we have. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I literally have a shed. <laughs> And everything else in in the thing. And yeah. then you, your your goal was to travel all the United States and just live out of you your your RV, you and your family. Yep. And that's what you're do you've been doing for the past two <laughs> he's weeks. Literally yeah. doing it. Yeah. yeah, he's literally <laughs> yeah doing that, that right now. That's where we're you know. That's why I'm for here personally with you, which yeah, is awesome. Which is better than a Zoom call. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, what gave you the idea to do, to do this? Yeah. So so just to set up where kind of what you were saying is that like that is what we have done. We we have we were blessed to be able to purchase a home. We've been in that home for eight years. Um, we're renting that out now. Um, but we literally shrunk down the course of about four months, a whole 1600 square foot house with a dog, two boys and my wife and I shrunk that down to fit in a 12 by 10 foot shed and a 34 foot travel trailer. <laughs> Everything else we either threw away, sold or gave away. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about like, Big screen TV, dinette. So that like it was so funny. Like right before or right during COVID and all that stuff, we were like, oh, we weren't having like we had had the stuff basically since we had moved in, and we we're like, we need to upgrade some of these things. Like we have a small TV, <laughs> the couches were like oh. kind of run down, the the dinettes like really lame. So you were upgrading the so house. So in March of last year, and we'll get into this in just a second. Like when we decided to do this change, we spent like you know five grand on like all new furniture <laughs> for the whole like two main levels and stuff, and like bunk beds for the kids and mm -hmm. all that, and then. 
six months or a year later, basically we're selling it all off for like quarter of what we've had. Oh, so you just have to like deal with it. You know, you're just like, dang it. Uh, all right. Yeah, all right. There it goes. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Um, so, but yes, and that was a very, not necessarily, um, like I said earlier, I'm not really like a collector. I don't really have a lot of emotional attachment to a lot of, um, physical things actually there were dinettes that was the hardest thing for me just because <laughs> we had like spent so much and it was like perfect for what we had wanted on it and we had to let it go for like i mean we spent like 1200 bucks and it was like oh, 200, 200 bucks we had to let it go. and it's like a less than a year old we're like oh and it was like beautiful it was like a really cool mm-hmm. like kind of farm long table like bench and something like it was exactly like what we had both wanted and we're like yep just, but at least it went to our neighbors who we really care about and like they're using it and it was like exactly what they wanted. So it was perfect that way. So, um, but like that was the only thing out of the entire, like my giant 65 inch TV I just bought. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like yeah. we'll get another one. It's fine. You know? <laughs> but the table, the right, kitchen right. Table. Yeah. It's kitchen table, man. Um, <laughs> but that was, uh, that it's a lot harder than you would think to go minimalistic. Yeah. You know I mean, cause that's basically what we have done and to shrink down your life to that is a lot harder than you might think. Oh yeah. Yeah, because because uh, uh, I'm actually re- like trying to do that with, like just with my stuff is trying to get rid of stuff that you you know how you keep something and you're like oh I'll use it mm-hmm. later but you don't you it just sits there and sits yep. there and it's really hard to now I'm just like have I used it in the past few months no gone used it <laughs> good no, for you gone that's you really know? good and I'm there's and you do run into some things and you're like <laughs> yeah I get can it. I so uh, into my like last question what does made you this process because uh, i remember you, you were talking about it uh ask your wife yeah. you know if, if this is something she was gonna want to do right so, so what, what do you want you, me to kind of set that all yeah. up yeah okay so like i said um i really had felt called to be a pastor i'd done that for 12 years same uh congregation loved every minute of it i, I, I still love it i still love talking about jesus christ uh, pouring into people. I would love, you know, like sitting down one-on-one, like kind of like what we're doing here and just yeah. talking about life and like, dude, I'm dealing with this problem. Okay. Well, let's talk that through. How can I help you? I'll be praying for that. Let's, let's, let's like actually unpack this so that you can see health and like transformation, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I remember sitting across from a kid who was like 16 years old, uh, in my youth group way back. And, uh, his parents had come to me and they're like, he's smoking cigarettes like every day now, like after school. And he's doing like two packs a day, like, you know, he's 16 years old. And I'm like, can you talk to him? You know? And he's like, he comes every week and stuff. And I, and I remember going and getting coffee with him. And I'm like, dude, listen, I'm not going to tell you that smoking is going to kill you. You know it. I know it. It's dumb. So I'm, you think I'm here to like, tell you what to do or not do. You know, it's stupid. I know it's stupid. So why do you feel like that's important? And so we just completely moved past the outward example of whatever was going on. We found like it took three months, mm-hmm. but like we dug down to that there, there was hurt between him and his parents, you know, and that like that was him just acting out, you know, and within three months he was like, yeah, this is stupid. Like, you're right. I don't need to be doing this anymore. And mm-hmm. it wasn't because of any miraculous thing that I did or anything else like that, but it was just getting to the heart issue of like, why are you, why are you making choices that, you know, are hurting your physical body, you know, mm-hmm. and that, you know, are just not good for you, you know? And so those type of things I would, I love, I just, it is amazing. And it, it, I got paid to do that, yeah. you know, which is just super, super, super cool. But there had come a point, um, in pro- probably mid 2020 where my wife and I were talking and we just knew that there was a shift coming. We didn't know exactly what it was. We didn't know what we were supposed to do. I don't know. Like, should I just go like look for another job in another church? Should I, you know, quit, you know, being a pastor for a while and just, you know, get a part-time job and do YouTube and, you know, like what I, we have no idea, right? Like whatever. But, um, we just knew that there had, that there was a change coming, not because of anything going back wrong at the church or anything. I just knew that, that like 
this is where I was going to be at probably for the next decade. Mm -hmm. The exact same things I was doing, the exact same connections, the exact same type of stuff. And I'm 35. I was like, do I want to turn around and be 45 and my life look exactly the same? Um, and I was like, no, I don't want it to look exactly the same. Were you watching a tidal wave? No, no. I just was like, I, I just knew. Yeah. But I just knew that I was just like, that. this is, there is more out there. And I know that if I'm willing to take a risk, then we might be able to do something different. I don't, but I didn't know what the risk was. Right? Yeah. And so, uh, we, Ashley and I, my wife and I had always talked about like when we were, when we were retired, you know, like we, we would get a little camper, you know, the kids are gone, whatever. And we just travel, you know, like couple of months out of the year or whatever. My grandparents did that for a lot of my childhood. So they would always come visit us in their RV, you know, and be like, Oh, grandma, we're here. You know, and they'd take us on little trips and stuff. Like it was was super cool. And so, um, and, and we had just started camping with the kids and we knew that we didn't want to tent camp much more because it was such a, (laughs) it is especially with with kids with kids. Oh yeah, man. It's like with, with little, my boys are three and five and it's just like, yep, it was fun, but man, was it like, effort so we were like yeah it's so we had been thinking about like oh maybe next year you know i'll get like a 1500 and we'll get you know like a little pop-up or maybe like a really small little camper just to go for like a week at a time somewhere you mm-hmm. know and just get off the ground you know so you're not intense anymore so that was kind of like the initial just like that sparked it and then as the summer came around and we're like really feeling like there's there's a change i'm not going to be working at this church anymore like in and i don't know where and i don't know what you know but i just it's not going to be that and I remember sitting down and for like a week I had felt like you need to ask her if she wants to like full-time RV. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, just like, you know, when you know you're supposed to like say something or, yeah. you know, like bring up something. And so for like a week, I didn't say anything. I mean, like we're like, we put the kids to bed one night, it's like August of 2020. And we just like sit down and I'm like, babe, thinking that she's just going to like totally shoot out of the, no, like good idea. Yeah. When we're like 60, boom, you know, I'm like, yeah. okay, game over. But I go, what, what would you say? Right. If you know that, like, I'm probably not going to be working in the church much longer. I don't really know where or what I'm supposed to do next. What if we just sold everything, bought an RV and we just like traveled the country for a while and just like figured it out and just ask God to show us what we were supposed to do next. And we're, I don't know where we'll end up. Maybe we'll, we'll end up back in Denver. Maybe we won't, maybe we'll find a new state that we love and we want to live in and we could stay there for six months and really get a feel for it. And then we could, you know, like, what do you think? Thinking again, she's going to totally shoot it. Out so you, you were probably like, all right, brace for impact. Yeah. yeah. Like she's going to shoot that down. <laughs> He's like, but you can um, say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she goes, that sounds awesome. That's every, crazy. Every like straight up, yeah. you know, not like, wow, I haven't really thought about that, but maybe, you know, like, yeah. she, I mean, it was just like straight faced. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Almost like she was waiting for me to say something like that. And was just waiting for me to get to that moment in my own life. Like that. I wasn't ready to do something, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And so I was like, what? Uh, okay, okay. Are you serious? She's like, yeah, why not? <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. Well, we do have two little boys, you know that, right? (laughs) Like, you know, like, uh, you're okay with me, like losing half of our income? Like you're cool with that, you know, (laughs) like right out of the gate. Um, and, uh, uh, we started talking about it. We talked about it for probably three hours that night. Um, and I was like, okay, well let's sleep on it for a day or two. Let's not talk about it and let's bring it up, you know, in a few days, you know, on the porch. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like that was was kind of our thing. Like put the kids to bed, sit out on the porch for a little while, have a drink and just kind of like hang out. Right. And so like a few days later, we bring it up again. 
you know, it's like, yeah. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, was that just kind of like a, she's like, no, I'm dead serious. Like that. We should do that. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) So it's like, so then, I mean, it was probably a month of like daily taking Mm -hmm. about an hour a day talking that through, what would we do with the house? Would we sell it? Would we rent it? What is it worth? You know, like what do other RV people who do this full time do? Do they rent it out or do they sell, you know, like just doing that type of stuff. And then like, what would we do for education with the kids? And what would we do if we, how much would it cost to buy like a truck and a trailer? Should we do a truck and a trailer versus a mo-? you know, like all these different things. And, and every time at the end of the conversation, I'm like, do you feel like this is right? <laughs> Like that we're supposed to do this. I kind of feel like it's right. But do you, you know, cause like we were talking about early on that I think you brought up John is like that you got to be on the same page, particularly yeah. something this big, oh, yeah. like you got to be on the same page with kids. So I never wanted her and, and my, knowing your, each other's personalities is really important. Like I know I'm the more dominating personality. Mm-hmm. Like my wife, um, is very like easygoing. She's just like, cool. Yeah, whatever. Sure. You know? So I didn't want her to feel like she was getting dragged along with an idea that I had come up with. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, no, a hundred percent. Like, this is what we need to do. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Cause I didn't want to get like a month in. She's like, you brought me out here. Da, da, da. You know, like, kind of thing. like, Oh, so, uh, yeah. And so the, it, it really, it took about a month for us to get to the point where it's like, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger and I'm like going to go to our, my boss, my lead pastor and tell him that I'm stepping down and I'm going to quit my job. Did that, did that like almost, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like you're going to go and tell him that you're going to leave. Yeah. After like years, years of working oh, here. Yeah. And I've been at that church since I was nine years old. So it was like a family. Yeah. And did you ever question yourself? Cause you, you know, in the beginning when you said that you had that, you know, when God talked to yeah. you about taking this job mm-hmm. and now you're leaving. So, so this is funny. I, I was going to wait to see if you brought it up. <laughs> so exact. Yeah. The week that I, so that was ballpark timeline. End of August. We kind of know this is what we're supposed to do. So we sat on it for the month of September and in October, I'm like, I need to tell my boss that this is what we're doing. I can't hide it. Like we knew we didn't want to go until the following summer. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't want to start RVing like in winter time. Like that's <laughs> super stupid. So, <laughs> um, so, uh, I was like, I can't like hide this or like keep it under my hat much longer. Just mentally I'm starting to check out cause I know I'm going to be leaving. Yeah. Right. And so the week that I'm going to tell him, you know, and obviously until then I can back out, you know, it's just a dream. Yeah. Nothing. We've never done. We haven't done anything yet. It's just an idea. But when I tell him like now it's for real. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and so I remember I was, I took my dog, Tommy, I was going to go do a whole day of video editing and or excuse me, uh, filming for the channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, just him and me. Usually I try to get a friend or a buddy to go with me. It helps because I just like people and you get a second shooter you yeah. know, for your, for your shots. So, uh, it was rare that I go by myself up for a, a day of gear testing. Excuse me. Um, and so, but no one could go that day. So I remember driving up, um, and you know, you know, when uh, a speaker, or someone is like speaking to you, they're giving a general statement, but you know that like that yeah. was for you, yeah, you know. And so I was actually driving up and I was listening to a sermon from a, another church and another pastor. And what the pastor was saying, he was obviously just saying to the congregation, to whoever was listening. But I just felt like it, it was very similar feeling to the time that I felt like God called me into ministry, where I was like, "This is undeniably you talking to me, God, through this guy, mm-hmm. like through this sermon I'm hearing." And the point of the message that he was getting at was basically. Um, you can stay at this church that you're currently working at Aaron and you'll be fine. Everything will be exactly as it is. You'll bless lots of people. You'll minister to lots of people like you do. Um, you'll turn around. It'll be 10 years later. Your kids will be in junior high and high school. They'll be great kids. You know, they'll be smart. 
They'll be, you know, walking with the Lord, being, you know, just good, good citizens, all that. Your marriage will be fine. It'll all be good. But you will have missed what I've asked you to do. Dang. And I was like, well, I've had this experience once before in my life when you told me to do this thing, to go yeah. into ministry. So I really felt like it was God saying to me, and and I know we're talking about very like spiritual things in this sense, but I'm like, if I, I felt like spiritually led into this career. Mm-hmm. And now I felt like God was saying, it is okay for you to leave something I asked you to do to go into this new thing, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you're good. You, you can stay here and it'll be fine and I'll bless you too. Yeah. Or you can go take this risk and you, you know, you won't miss it. Otherwise you're going to miss it and you're going to play it safe. Basically yeah. like how, how do you want to live your life? Do you want to play it safe or do you want to go see where you could go next? It might be bigger and better than what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to play it safe. You know, I don't, I don't want to, uh, I think I said on the, the other podcast, but you know, it's like, uh, faith takes risk Yeah, it's spelled risk. If there is no risk, there is no faith. Then you're just doing it, you know, cause it's all safe and there's never rubber meeting the road. And it's just like, yeah, it's fine. But mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, to answer that, I hope that answered that question oh, yeah. that I felt like there was that release to go. Okay. Uh, now I feel like there's the courage and it's not just me by myself. And that's actually what I said to God driving up on that uh, road up to that hike. I was like, God, I'll do this. Cause I feel like I'm supposed to do it, but it would be really cool if you would like give me some confirmation here. Yeah. And it was literally like 10 minutes later. Boom, I heard that on the that message and I just knew, I mean, I almost started crying. Like I almost wrecked the car. Cause I was like, <laughs> you know, kind of thing, but it was just this amazing moment where I knew like, okay, God's releasing me. And that like, I'm okay. Like, it's okay that I'm doing this. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just me. I'm, like Aaron got a crazy idea and he's just like bailing on everybody and going to go do this thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Hopefully that answered that no, question it did. a it little did. bit. Um, so now you're after this. Yeah. So you're full. Like we're doing it. Like yep. it's, everything's happening. Yep. Uh, so I, I assume you guys like had everything planned out. You guys are selling your stuff. Uh, yep. So you, at what point in time do you rent out the house? Cause you yeah. didn't end up selling it, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're renting right now. So you're renting it. So when you sign for that, like sign yeah. the house to, yeah. to rent it, when did it hit you? Like, Oh, like we're doing this for real, for real. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And I'll, I'll just share it from more of a financial standpoint for people who might be curious or they're mm-hmm. like, oh, we've been thinking about doing this exact same thing. Cause I've had, once we told people, like we've had a lot of people saying like, we've, we've been considering doing something similar, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and what we understood based off of watching a lot of videos and, you know, just hearing from other full timers and stuff. Um, you know, the, the, we have a, uh, 2,500, and we have a bumper pole, 35-foot 30, trailer, right? Both of those are depreciating in value every second, Dang. right? Every mile that I put on that trailer and every mile I put on that truck, they become less valuable. Mm. The house that we own, at minimum, is going to stay the same. And and particularly in the, in the market, Denver is insane right now. Um, uh, our, the value continues to increase. So the recommendation from a lot of people is keep an asset that is going to at least keep its value or increase. Okay. That's why if at all possible, do not sell. Now I know some people that do and they sell it and then just put it in savings or put it in some sort of stocks and bonds. So hopefully it's making some sort of money, you mm-hmm. know, increase why they go full time. But that was what was recommended and we could easily, I mean, we pulled out some equity refied to help purchase some of the vehicles and stuff that we did. Um, but we were still able to make several hundred dollars, you know, a month, 
uh, off of the mortgage to to save, you yeah. know, to to in case there's not, you know something goes wrong with the the house and the property or what. So we're making money on the property. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just even breaking even. So obviously that has to make sense too. I mean, yeah. I know some people are upside down in their house or like the market's very soft where they live, and you know it. They, they're going to lose money if they run it or it's like a break even. So I get that. So then maybe it does make more sense to sell, but, um, that's why we decided to rent mm-hmm. to answer that for it. I just wanted to touch on that yeah, yeah. from a financial standpoint for people who in general are thinking of doing something kind of, kind of outside the box. Um, look at your assets and what is depreciating versus appreciating. And you want something yeah. that's keeping its value and appreciating. Um, so, uh, yeah. When did it hit us? I think it really, I think it hit us. Uh, my wife uh, is really good with all the like financial stuff and like communication and, uh, and I'm more the people person. Mm-hmm. And so it was when we started showing the house. So when the rent, when people, potential renters were walking through mm-hmm. and like seeing the house and I'm like, these, some, one of these randos is going to live in my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it really hit me like, okay, this is for real yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. kind of thing. Um, and, and so I feel like that was when it really became like real to me. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Does it feel, I know cause uh, you said you left your other job yeah. uh, to do this. Yeah. Did the workload go up? Cause filming and editing mm-hmm. does take a long time. Absolutely. Did the workload go up or is it like a lot more, more free time now? Uh, the workload went up. At, so, so for timelines, the, the pastor that I worked with, uh, he's awesome. And he, Cause I didn't know he might've like been like cool two weeks and you're out of here. Mm. Or he, I said, I'm willing to stay on until April of 2021 mm-hmm. and we're going to leave like in June. So if you need me around, I'm happy to work through that, but you need to know that I'm not going to be here long term. So you're not building ideas around me. You know, I was over all kinds of ministries. I mean, mm-hmm. I was affecting a couple hundred people a week, you know, yeah. and all the ministries and stuff I was doing. So he needed to know that. And so going into that meeting with him, I was like, I would really like to have a steady paycheck, you know, until April, (laughs) but if not, I get it. Like I'm just taking a risk here. And, and he was willing to keep me on, you know, until basically like after Easter, you know, so I had a stable paycheck and it was really, we were doing behind the scenes stuff. You know, I, like I bought the truck later, uh, or like in December, once we had told, you know, him and stuff. And then we bought the trailer like a month later. And so we were doing some of the big purchases, but like moving into the RV did not happen until after I quit my job in April. Mm -hmm. And that, it is now slowly starting to dial back, but I would say we were working a hundred hours a week. Okay. Easy to, to get us shrunk down and moved in for everything that we had to do. It was one of the hardest seasons of my life period. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing that I can rate it to. And we talked about this a couple of times is like having a kid. Yeah. Um, and, and the amount of energy, mental capacity, I'm trying to run the channel. Obviously, we know we're going to launch this other channel. So we're trying to film content for that on the front end to get it stacked so that when it goes live, I have a couple of videos yeah. and like it's all like good. We're trying to sell most of our stuff. We're trying to rent out our property. We're trying to, you know, um, transition our uh, like insurances, you know, like, I mean, it was a whole week. My wife worked, she probably put in 40 hours just to get us off of the insurance I had with the health insurance with our church onto a good medical plan yeah. for ourselves, you know, like phone calls and hours of filling out paperwork and like all this stuff. So that was like just a week right there where I'm trying to juggle the kids and run a YouTube channel. And mm-hmm. she's trying to do like put in 40 hours a week, just or 40 hours in, in a week to get us to, you know, and then, okay, you check the box and you think you can take a break. And it's like, Nope. Now we got to do the rental property. Now we got to get that all set up <laughs> and that's going to take 80 hours, you know, over the next two weeks of energy 
to get the the licenses and mm-hmm. get the 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 contracts all written up and what do we need what we don't need you know like all that stuff so it was insane from april to the day we left mm-hmm. insane and so it finally has slowly started to taper off to where now it's like it's all right now i feel like it's more back to what it was like a year ago in mm-hmm. my time and i'm hoping to get it less than that mm-hmm. um so that i part of the reason one of the major reasons we're doing this is so that we as a family, cause we were going all the time. I'm working two jobs, full-time pastor, part-time YouTuber. I'm still putting in like 30 hours a week, usually on YouTube on top of 40 to 50 as pastor. And so like juggling all that. And the part of the point of doing this is so that we, as the four of us as a family can reconnect and I can be just more present with my boys that my wife and I can, you know, like actually talk. And it's not just what's the next thing that we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, with juggling schedules and everything else. It's like, there is no, hopefully we're getting to the point where it's like, there is no schedule. Mm-hmm. we got nothing to do for four days. Cause we're here at this campsite and it's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, so what is, uh, in this question, like what's plant a for your, your new channel, mm-hmm. the live the trick, live the what's, track, yeah. what's plant a mm-hmm. like, uh, just go, go into like what you plan on doing yeah. with uh, the whole channel in the beginning and what's plan B if you don't like it. So, um, plan a, I mean, I would love to be able to get it to be a very viable channel that really does help a lot of people that people enjoy the, per, if I could give it like a perspective, I would love it to be kind of like, uh, uh um, one of those like HGTV shows, you know, where they're like transforming a house, you know, or something like that, where it's just fun. Like you're never going to like, flip a house let's say right but you just like watching it because it's just fun and it's cool and it's entertaining and maybe yeah you learn a little bit here and there but it's just like a cool experience of watching maybe the the host and this family flip their house or something you know whatever it is you know and so uh that is my hope is to give it a be educational like you know so that people who are interested in RVing can learn and learn certain things but I I hope to be able to reach an audience that maybe is never going to own an RV in their entire life. Mm -hmm. Right. But they just enjoy watching a family go on an adventure together and see really cool places and have amazing moments and terrible moments and like cool, learn cool things and see cool things. And so that's kind of uh, the desire. Um, I already feel like I have a level of artistic freedom that I don't have with Gideon's tactical Mm -hmm. because the audience has a particular, as we've just talked about with those pots, (laughs) (laughs) Um, they have a particular desire. They have a particular interest, um, which is totally fine. And I want to meet that need and it has empowered me to be able to do what we're doing. Um, but this other channel gives me the freedom to be able to really work with maybe different camera angles and tell a story through imagery Mm -hmm. versus, um, data, you know, getting tackle is very data driven, mm-hmm. like giving you specs and how did it perform and, you know, that type of stuff. Whereas this is a lot more just artistic and, you know, I can tell you a story through the imagery and music mm-hmm. that I'm using, you know, and things like that. Um, and so that's what I really hope is that it does become its own standalone, very viable, you know, channel that can provide income for the family that is very entertaining for people um, to watch and enjoy. Um, and that I can also express myself in an artistic way that I cannot currently, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you said plan B? Plan B. Say, I just uh, light it on a fire and burn it to the ground. No, you're fine. <laughs> no, plan, plan B, I'm thinking of... Uh, Quote your son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what would happen, like, say you didn't like the whole... Yeah, it's cool one time around. Yeah, you're saying like a year of RVing, and then yeah. we're like, yeah, we're done. Yeah, so... <laughs> Like if you guys didn't like it, obviously you're not going to do it. So what are you going to do with the channel? Say you build it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So the, the, my whole, the, so we purposely 
one, we, we called it live the trek because you're like trekking, you know, journeying life is a journey. Um, so you, you go live it, go live that journey. Don't just watch somebody else do it. So that's our hope with the videos is like, again, someone may never buy an RV, but they're like, we were just in Moab, right? They may go like, you know what? Moab looks really cool. It looked like they had a lot of fun. Let's go live out in that experience instead of just living it through this video, yeah, right? Yeah. So like, I hope it motivates people to just go see places that they've never been to or try things that they've never tried, right? Um, and so uh, we purposely named it that versus naming it like, you know, full-time RVing or, you know, something that has yeah. to do with RV. Now, now we're stuck yeah. as purely RVing. And even our icon and logo, I, we could have put an RV or a camper or something like that, but I, I decided and my wife and I were, as we were talking, we were like, based off of the idea, regardless if we full-time or not for years, we even, maybe we hate it and we sell every, sell it off, you know, in a year and we're right back to where we started. I have no, again, at this point, we don't know, but, uh, instead of having the icon be a, a camper again, pigeonholing us to be that we decided to go with a guy with a backpack on a road, like, walking out his trek. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the idea in theory is that if we full time for a long time, awesome. And we just keep doing exactly what we're doing. Um, we have a feeling already. We've been talking about it that even if we, and we won't full time for probably more than three years, I don't see that happening just so that we give some stability to our boys. Yeah. There's so little right now that it doesn't really matter, but you know, I want them to be able to be integrated into, um, you know, uh, sports. I played a lot of sports as a kid. I want them to be able to do sports. I want them to have some stability with friends, you know, have a, a church family that they're a part of that they can grow in and have stability and have people to talk to that aren't their parents. You know, that's healthy. I think, mm -hmm. you know, to get different life perspectives. And sometimes you don't want to talk to your parents about certain things. Yeah. so that they have an outlet like that. Um, <clears throat> so I want this long-term, I mean, that, but uh, I can see us doing part-time, you know, where we'll go like hopefully have the freedom that is, especially if homeschooling really works with our family mm -hmm. of being able to uh, maybe be at our home for two months, you know, and everything's cool and stable and they can do maybe a season of sports and then that's over. And it's like, cool, we're going to hit the road for two months and we're just going to hang out in Arizona for two months. Mm-hmm. And we're going to RV for two months straight, right? And then we're going to come back home and we're going to hang out for three months so that you guys can do this thing or, you know, like just get some you know, regular stability in the temperatures. You know, it's maybe it's like wintertime, you know. And as soon as summer hits, boom, we're going to go up and we're going to spend, you know, a month in Alaska, you know, or whatever. You know, and, and that we have that flexibility and freedom because I don't have like a job I have to clock into. Yeah. You know, just my wife and hopefully my boys, if the homeschooling works, then, you know, they can do it at home or they can do it on the RV. It doesn't really matter. Um and so in theory, that would be what the adventure is. If it completely is no, we still feel like there, there is something about a per, me having no desire and goal to become a YouTube star and, and have a, a platform that can literally pay my bills. Yeah. But I was given it and, it and now I have it. Right. And so I feel like there is a platform that we're supposed to cultivate with this other live the Trek channel that maybe it is just at home now. Maybe it is like just our daily living and going on short experiences and stuff, but showing people what it's like to take risk, even in daily life that maybe isn't in an RV or not, um, to go on adventures. You know, maybe it's just, maybe we fly and now, now we're flying to <laughs> Europe, you know, for a month. I mean, I have no clue you know, yeah. where it's going to go, but that in theory, that, that 
channel would never go away, but that we only cultivate that more. And it gives people a sense of not only belonging, but a sense of just challenging them to, to live out their lives and whatever their journey looks like and to live it out and not, I think so many people, it's easy for us to sit on our butts, myself included. Mm -hmm. Right. And we clock into a job or something. We come home, we live the exact same routine. And last week looks exactly like the week before and whatever adventure experiences we have, we really live it through Netflix, Amazon, or YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to hopefully create content that you sure they're watching that and I want them to watch, but then they put down the phone or the TV and then they go do their own and they go experience their own and they feel motivated by us. If Ashley and Aaron can do that, we can do yeah. that. And particularly with like in this case right now with two kids, like, I mean, pick a, pick a harder scenario to go full-time RVing. You probably can't. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe four kids. Like that's about it. Like I don't know how else it could be much more difficult. Would you ever if they said no? What if your kid said no? Would it break your heart and you'd be like, we're Tough staying cookies, home? kid, let's go. <laughs> well, and like what we were talking about um before on the other on the other podcast is my my youngest loves it. And I mean and my oldest though, we're discovering is definitely more not not a homebody, mm-hmm. um, but like likes stability and security and he only this week really has started to warm up to the idea of being in the rv mm-hmm. the first couple of weeks he was like i hate this this is stupid i want to explode the rv daddy can, daddy can we explode this thing like, that's literally <laughs> what he told me once Spot um and he you know like when are we going to go home can i, I want to go back to my house mm-hmm. i don't like this rv but then you know he goes out and has fun for three hours with his brother you yeah. know so it's like i i understand what he's sta- saying that this place is unfamiliar maybe some things are uncomfortable his bed is smaller than what he had before you know stuff like that i get it i totally get it. it's an unfamiliar environment but you're already at doing you're, you're playing outside way more mm-hmm. um you know i like i literally look outside today while i'm editing videos for a video that's going to go up tomorrow and i look outside and my son is, my older one um is laying in the grass in the shade like just playing with a piece of grass while his little brother is like running over and like talking to him and then running off. And it's like, they never would have done that at our house back home. You know, they would just be, I don't know, wanting to watch a movie or something. They'd be maybe down their room playing and maybe every once in a while going outside, you know, or something like that. And it's like, he, he is forced to experience new things. And even if it's a little hard for him right now, he's already acclimating to it. And I'm sure in another month, you know, he'll like it more. I would say going to your question, what, what if they said no, I think if Ashley and I really did like it after a year, but yeah. I know Jude, my younger one wouldn't care. He'd be like, yes, yeah, do it for five more years. But the older Peter, the older <laughs> one, you know, if he was like, daddy, I hate this. Can we please like, mm-hmm. go home? I would probably be like, son, we're going to do this for at least another year. And like, you've, you've grown so much. I've mm-hmm. seen him grow so much in two weeks. Like you've grown so much in this year. We're going to do it for another year. I know it might be not quite what you want, but we, we are going to keep going. You know, so, I mean, if they were teenagers and they were like, I can't do this dad or no, then that would be different. Okay. But, you know, at, at the age that they're at, I'm like, I tell you what's going on, not the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this is all you're doing now is like media or like yeah. obviously like the, the videos and stuff. Do you still have fun doing all this? I would say 80% of the time. Okay. There are moments, um, and John, I think you were kind of asking me a little bit, a kind, of a, kind of a similar question. And there was about a year ago where I really actually wanted to quit the channel completely. Oh, I just wanted to shut it down. Um, it had become so mechanical, um, to me for a season. And I think we all go through seasons of that. You know, you can feel that at the job for a while. You're like, golly, like maybe you really overall over the last five years of your job really enjoyed it. But there's this season where you're just like, ah, I kind of hate this right now. I don't want, I don't really know why, mm-hmm. but man, it's just day to day. seems the same. It seems like I've written the same email 50 times. Like this is so stupid. And so there have been moments for me throughout the 10 years that I absolutely feel that way. Mm-hmm. 
if you will, like writer's block, name the like term, you know, whatever you want to use, where you just feel like you just do okay, freaking knife video. <laughs> yeah. Shocker, it doesn't have a full flag grind, it has a saber grind. Well, <laughs> you know, like, kind of, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. That it, there are moments, I mean, there are many times where I just like fall in love and it's like amazing and I love it. There are other times where it does feel not forced, but like, yep, got to go to work today, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Repetitive. Yep. And there are moments, you know, where you, you're, uh, I, I said this to Ashley like three days ago to get, I, I'm super pumped for this video that I'm going to put up tomorrow. It's going to be dope. Um, all about like American gear. Yeah. It's, like, I remember super we fun. You know, like I, we got some shots from tops like that I'm going to throw in tomorrow. Oh, like, yeah. It's going to be it's so sick, but I, I just had a lot of fun doing it, but it, a video like what I'm about to put up is, was alone probably 30 hours wow. of filming, editing, posting everything mm-hmm. just to get one video up from the idea of when I had it like a month ago to do something for the 4th of July weekend thinking that through, planning it out, talking about it, going and filming it, finding the B-roll, doing everything that I need to do. Yeah, it's going to be probably a probably 30-hour job. And how long is the video? Uh, 19 minutes. Okay. Dang. Is it, people don't see that stuff. Yeah. No. They, they, or, they yeah. think it just goes up. Yep. Like, uh, Magic. You, yeah, you put the camera up, you re- re- record for 19 yep. minutes, and yep. you're I like, done. I like what you said that, like, so you're so focused doing that, you might not enjoy the moment. I feel like yesterday... Mm-hmm. We were go, go, go. And I don't remember seeing the fireworks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That, that's the downfall about, because uh, uh, we showed up without like American flag stuff. And that's because we're going to be filming it. You know? Right, like, right. Uh, so, which is funny that he brings that up. So I've, I've caught myself. So anytime we do stuff like this, like I'm having fun talking. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying myself. I don't check my phone. I don't yeah. like, whether, whatever the situation is, go somewhere, go on a hike. I'm not checking my phone because I don't want to be like, that's what I do all, like all the time. So like when we do something like this, like I'm in the moment, I'm, yeah. I love this, you know? So, uh, uh, but yeah, I get what he's talking about. Like, I don't remember the fireworks. Yeah. You know, it was cool. It's probably going to look, it, well, it looks badass in the video, yeah. Yeah. but you know, like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember. So I remember, like, I remember in sections, right. you know what I mean? Right. And, and, and it sucks like when you're, the one editing it because you're you only see that part you know what i mean like you're like uh in the video yeah look it's gonna look cool as soon as you you post it but they're not gonna see like all the little like things we had to do and then all the editing i'm going through all the footage like picking out the little things like that i want to use what song i'm gonna use what clips i'm gonna use picking a song (laughs) when you get the right song it is it it makes a video and you're like oh this is so good but it can take hours but to get to that, that's what I was doing earlier. I swear I spent like two hours like, nope. Yep. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but when you do find that, have you had this? Like literally, so on Live the Trek particularly, I'm doing a lot more music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I dropped like the very first video I ever made. I dropped this song. I, th- I thought I liked the song, but I'm like, I need to look at it, you know, with the footage. Yeah. So I drop it in on the footage and, you know, you want the the scene to change on the, like the hits yeah. and it was like doing that the entire, so I built the video first, right. Yeah. On how I wanted it. And then I was going to match audio to it yeah. and it, or music. And it was like, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, I don't even have to do anything. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. And then I've also uh, gotten some audio and then you're like, this is going to work perfect. And you put it and you're like, yeah. I'm going to go look for yeah. another one. Yeah. It really doesn't fit. But people don't see like nope. little things like this. They see the end result. And Jesus, uh, you know, he, he couldn't be here because they were going to go somewhere for the fourth. But he told me, and like, I, was, I always remember like little things that people tell me, like if they actually hit yeah. hard, like people will re- like look at a video and be like, that looks good. Or a photo and be like, that looks good. But they don't know why right. it looks good. 
it could be like you could have done all this like lit it this way did this but they don't notice it but it looks good but they don't know why you know and i'm like that's so true because i'll make like little changes here and there like to a photo and it looks good but they don't know why it they looks good they couldn't tell you yeah. why it looks good but they know it looks good yeah yeah i totally get that like you don't with since we're just talking about audio and it's just music and it's like they don't know it, as simple as doing frame changes mm-hmm. on beats yeah can totally change the way you feel about it and they don't know that you did that yeah they, just, they like, just like, wow, that was really cool looking. And you're yeah. like, well, yeah, it's really cool looking because I changed it and it took me three hours to trim these to the exact beat mm-hmm. of this, mm-hmm. you know, particular thing, you know, and it's like, that's Eight hours why. To just the white balance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a, that, that, that's why we made that a, a joke. So there was a guy that used to work over at Tops, and I'm pretty sure he didn't know very much about it. He lied on his, mm. his application. Uh, this was before I was there. So they were telling me that one time they told him to edit something. And he took it home. He took forever to do it. He was going to take it home and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, I guess he didn't finish the video because it took him four hours to figure out the white balance. <laughs> and I'm like, you can just, there's a dropper. <laughs> like if you don't want to make it super difficult <laughs> and then you click on like uh, something that's gray, black or white, and right. you'll get your white balance. Right. Literally takes 10 seconds. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it took him he couldn't he didn't finish the video because he couldn't figure out the you white would, balance you would think that you would just google it or <laughs> oh yeah if you get stumbled <laughs> out like uh, uh white balance uh literally the other day i'm like why the heck can i not pull so you, you guys might laugh okay I've been, i'm a youtuber full-time youtuber i've been doing this for almost 10 years i still use iMovie as my main oh movie. dang yeah bro <laughs> and so i was trying to figure out fo- how to bring a photo into iMovie from my phone and I was like, why? It, what the? F- it's on the computer. Yeah. Why will iMovie not access the photo? And then I, sure enough, you know, I mean, I'm like, I, I jacked with it for five minutes, couldn't figure it out. First YouTube video, fine. Took me five minutes. And they're like, yep, you just need to do this, this. And I'm like, oh, there you go. Yeah, duh. There you go. Boom. You know, kind of thing. You, it's like, you should get into Final Cut because uh, iMovie doesn't let you layer as much as I layer. Yeah. And so that, as you and I were talking earlier, um, like yesterday, up until this point, you just going full time. It, it, it's been simple, and it's just like it's a thing I did on the side, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like not survival, but you know, you're just trying to get. If to it the works, next it one. works. It, 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 if it works, it works. But now it's like now this is a full time thing, and I want to get. I know I have a certain level of skill, but I would say it's medium to mediocre on the what I even understand with my can, what my camera can physically do. Because mm-hmm. I literally was like, what when I bought my Canon, I was like, what has the best autofocus and has the best look? And I can literally put it on auto and hit record. That's what <laughs> I needed to do. You know, so I watched a bunch of videos trying to figure that part out, you yeah. know, and I'm like, cool. As long as it does those three things, that's all I can like deal with right now. And now it's like, okay, no, now I need to know like what, what shutter speeds does it have? How good is the white balance? How, how like many audio options do I have that like all the different things, mm-hmm. right. Um, that I want to take it to the next level in the quality and, and whatever. And so that is one, one of the many things I was like, I just don't have time to learn a yeah. new program. Yeah, Someone gave me a, like a uh, trial run of final cut. And I like put it on for five minutes. I was like, Nope, one day, <laughs> not right now. Not right now. <laughs> yeah. Cause I remember I, I used to use iMovie too a long time ago and it's like you said, yeah, it's, it's real easy to use, yeah, it does it. but then uh, as, as when you start learning more, you're like, well, how did they do that? let me figure out how they did that. But then you come to find out you can't do it on iMovie because yeah. it only lets you layer a certain amount of things. Yeah. After this, I want to talk to you a little bit about that. And the, I know there's a couple options that are available oh, yeah. for editing and that I want to talk to you. about. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, like we can keep going, but hopefully you make your way again to Idol because yeah. I want to get 
your experience. You're two weeks in, and I'm sure yeah. you guys are loving it. Yeah, uh, it looks really fun. I, I was watching the video. You guys were eat, like eating ice cream, uh-huh. and like just like simple things like that. Yeah. Like I'm sure to you, it's it's I don't know how to explain the feeling. Like it's so much different than mm-hmm. your where, where where was that one at? Uh, that one was Moab. Moab. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just sitting, relaxing, not knowing that you were, we talked about it, like, when you go on vacations, you feel like yeah. you got to do this, 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 and then, like, you yeah. really don't even see that area. Or you're now worrying you're just, about going back to work. Yeah, you're, you're worried about, like, what I got to do when I get back. Yeah. Uh, I have to, you know, do all these sorts of things. And that's why it's really cool. I think it's really cool what you're doing, just because that's something I really want to do, and I eventually want to get, you know, to that point where I can just travel somewhere. That's awesome. And just once I'm done there. Go over here. Stay, mm-hmm. stay a few weeks there. Once I'm done there, go over here. Instead of being like forced to stay in one location. Yeah. So hopefully we get you on again. Absolutely. Uh, let the people know where they can follow you. Yeah. So on uh, for the main channel, gear reviews and stuff, Gideon's Tactical. So plural, Gideon's Tactical on, on Instagram and Facebook as well. And then uh, the new channel, Live the Trek. Live the Trek. And that's on Instagram and uh, on YouTube. Okay. And I was yep. saving this question for the end. Why did you name it Gideon's Tactical? Yeah, so um, when I was thinking about, like, what would I name oh, no. a, 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 the store, remember? Yeah, the store. Yeah. So originally, you know, I was like, okay, the word tactical kind of needs to be in there What? because, what, you know, it would be like a tactical store. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked up what the word tactical means, and it means, like, having a specific plan for a specific outcome, usually in military sense, but it doesn't always have to be. So I was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I'm doing with these reviews is I want to give people a particular set of guidelines or, like a structure to what this product can do so that they know what the outcome is yeah. of what that product will do. They know what that backpack is going to be able to do or not do. They know what that you know knife is going to do or not do. So that's what tactical is. And then uh, Gideon. So for me, um, I always love the story of Gideon in, in the Bible because when I got onto YouTube, there were so many people um, that had pre- prior either survival or military experience, right? They're like, oh, I used to be, you know, I was in yeah. the Marines or I was in this or I ran a survival school for 50 years or whatever, you know? And I'm like, I have none of that. I wasn't a Boy <laughs> Scout. I was like nothing. I just went hiking with my dad. Like that's all the outdoor experience that I have. And so like I don't have any quote unquote street cred to throw around <laughs> on YouTube. I'm literally a goob in the woods playing with tools and telling you what I think about it. Like yeah. that's my level of experience. Right. And survival is hard. Survival sucks. You don't want to be in a survival situation if at all possible. Let's try to get you out of a yeah. situation. Yeah. Right? And so, um, I was like, okay, well, how, what would relate to that? And so I really like the story of Gideon in the Bible because he's just a ran, a random dude, right? Has no military experience. He's just a guy, part of a family, and God shows up and talks to him when he's like, he's hiding from the Midianites, this army that's like been attacking Israel. He's hiding in a wine press to sift out grain, right? So you sh- you're not supposed to be sifting out grain in a wine press, but it was wine presses in the ground, so he was hiding, right? Mm-hmm. So the the guys wouldn't see him making bread for his family. Right. I mean, that's pretty lame thing. I mean, like you're not a powerful like guy people want to follow if you're making bread in a wine press. <laughs> okay. So that's, that's where, how we come in on his story. And it says the angel of the Lord shows up and he says, uh, you know, the Lord is with you. Mighty warrior. 
And Gideon's like, who are you, what? Who are you talking to? Because <laughs> that's not me. I've never held a sword in my life. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, the whole story is that basically going from a nobody that's kind of fearful and scared, like many of us would be in any situation like that, to becoming a, a mighty warrior. And he saves Israel from this Midianite army with 300 dudes. It's like the it happened, I think, like 800 years before um, what we know, Thermopylae with uh, 300. Mm-hmm. Um, but 300 guys go down and send this Midianite camp into chaos and they start fighting each other. The Midianites start fighting each other and they, the Israelites decimate this entire, you know, army and kick them out of the country. And so God used this guy who had no prior skill, talent or knowledge to save his country, you know? And so in the same way, I'm just a nobody and not that I'm saving country. You know, you know what I mean? But it's like, I'm just a nobody and God can use anybody anyone it doesn't mean just because you have a talent or skill that you can do well or not well and just because you're not quote unquote qualified doesn't mean that you can't be used to do great things there you go it's crazy yeah that's a cool story yeah, 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 I, love yeah. It. Actually, I love it it fits too like once you actually hear your whole story and then like you get the where it comes from like it just it, it fits perfectly cool. so i love it aaron thank you again for coming absolutely thanks, thanks so much for this having was me fun on. i loved it yeah it was a lot of fun talking with you and thank you guys for listening we'll catch you guys on the next one later see, see you guys yo y Tommy que lo que prendan los motores que no vamos aquí todos los días son de verano